Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. Join one of the Adelaide 36ers' favourite sons as we deep dive into everything past and present about one of the most storied franchises in the NBL. It's Sixers Fix, your Adelaide 36ers podcast. Hello and welcome to a very special off-season episode of Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. And... Let's get straight into it because there's so much to talk about. Plenty happening at the Adelaide 36ers. The roster put together for this upcoming NBL season is exciting. We've just come off the high of seeing the Boomers win a bronze medal for the first ever time at the Olympic Games. We've just seen Josh Giddy go number six in the NBA draft. And we'll have a special chat to one of the big recruits for the 36ers on this episode as well. So that's enough from me. I'm Chris Pike. But the man you've all tuned in to hear from, Scott Ninnis. How are you holding up right now in this interesting time? Oh, mate, I, I don't even know where to start. You just touched <laughs> on uh, what, what's been happening. Yeah. You know, you throw in, throw in a lockdown here and there mm-hmm. and being stuck, stuck in the house with the family. And uh, <laughs> look, the, 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 the positive, if, you, if you're looking at the glass half full, the positive thing with uh, going in the lockdown and uh, seeing uh, my business go down the toilet for the third time mm. was... Uh, I got to, I got to watch the Olympics twenty four hours a day, so uh, so it was, uh, and obviously it was incredible excitement with that, uh, yeah, you know, watching that journey that the Boomers went on, and uh, you know, and seeing the emotion that that came out after they uh, after they won that bronze medal, and uh, yeah, I certainly sat down and watched the NBA draft as well, and, and to see Josh get called out at number six was. Uh, was incredibly exciting. Um, you know, I think uh, I think we were hopeful he'd go in the top ten, but uh, to finish that high up was uh, was you know, you know, great testament to the young man and the work he's put in. So uh, yeah, and as you mentioned, the club uh, here, the thirty six, are putting together a, a really exciting roster, and um, you, you know, to sign someone of the caliber of Mitch McCarran, you know, straight off a championship uh, with Melbourne United was was a major coup, and uh, I just love the way the the pieces of the puzzle are starting to come together. So, uh, all in all, mate, it's uh, it's it's a very exciting time uh, in the basketball world. Absolutely, it is. And speaking of Mitch McCarran, we'll be speaking to him later on in this episode of Sixers Fix. So, really looking forward to that and finding out why he chose to come come to Adelaide, but let's, let's go back to a couple of those things and expand a little bit, Scott. Let's start with Josh Giddy. When when he signed with Adelaide last season, I think we were we were all told that he and Mojave King were kind of on a on the, a similar level, and if they could end up being a first-round draft pick come the end of the season, that would be a, be a big win. But the more we saw of Josh playing for the 36ers, the more we quickly learned that he was much better than just a first-round draft pick. He could be a lottery pick, and in the end, to go number six to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And all expectations are now that he's going to actually play big minutes for the Thunder on that team in his first NBA season. It's it's pretty remarkable where the young man's come. It really is, and it's just, uh, you know, we, we always talk about his age. It's just mind-boggling to be at that level at, at such a young age, and he's just got such a such a wise head on his shoulders and, um, you know, such a high IQ for the game. And, uh, look, I'm really excited. I, I saw the, the, you know, the first, uh, the first basket of his first NBA <laughs> preseason game yeah. it was a dunk down yeah. the middle. And unfortunately the second play he rolled his ankle and that was all she wrote. But, uh, Look, I, I think um, yeah, you know, I think the NBA game will will suit him. I think he'll he'll be able to expand on, on what he achieved here um, this year. And you know, I, I don't think we can expect to see him back in the 
in Australia anytime mm. soon. I, I expect him to have a long and, uh, you know, highly successful NBA career. And it's, it's exciting that we, we got to see him firsthand for, uh, you know, for this last 12 months and, and to be able to see what he was able to do and, you know, to be able to lead the league and assist and, and rookie of the year and, and all that was, uh, was, was very special. And I think it's something that will, you know, we'll all, always uh, fondly remember. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of Adelaide people have probably got a new favourite to us. Not, it's not a new favourite NBA team, or a second favourite yep, NBA absolutely. team uh, in OKC. So uh, it's going to be really exciting to, to watch his progress and, and, and see how that all pans out. Yeah, I certainly expect to see a lot of those Oklahoma City singlets around games this coming season with the giddy on the on the back. Um, the Australian Boomers, um, as somebody who's put on the green and gold in in their career, Scott, what did it mean to you to watch them go and win a bronze medal at the Olympic Games for the first time? Oh, I think it was just so nerve wracking, you yeah, know. Like it they, was. you know, we we you know when they they got drawn to play the US in that that first semi final game, and and you know we were. Uh, well, I think there was nervousness that oh no, they're going to finish fourth again, mm, you know, and how yeah. how devastating that could be, you know, but losing to the US and then you know, having to back themselves up against, uh, you know, a, a, another very good team. But, uh, look, it was just, I, I rode the highs and the lows, as I'm sure everybody did. And, uh, you, you know, to see, you know, obviously everyone talks about, you know, what Paddy Mills did in that game. And it was, you know, it was a game for the ages. But, um, you, you know, the way the Ingles played, the poise he played with, mm-hmm. you know, the way he rebounded the ball defensively in that last quarter when, you know, offensive rebounding had become, you know, a bit of a problem mm, for us yeah. at times during that game. And, and just the cameos that, that everyone was able to step up and, and provide, it was, uh, uh, and then to see, you know, see Andrew Gaze, you know, talk about it and how emotional he got after the game. And, uh, you know, there wasn't too many uh, dry eyes. I, I don't think watch, watching that, it was, uh, and I've had, I've had a couple of people say to me, you know, what, what are you getting so excited about? It was only a bronze medal. But then when you, you know, you listen to an Andrew Gaze and, and you hear them talk about the journey that, uh, you know, the boomers have been on, mm. you know, you know, back since the start in 56 and 60, it's, um, you, you, you do, you do understand what it means to them. I mean, they, they would have been devastated not to, you know, not to play in that gold medal game. But yeah. I, I think, you know, the achievement of, of winning that first medal, and I think Paddy Mills said it, that, that's the standard now. That's the expectation is, is you know, nothing else is going to, you know, it has to be, it has to be, they have to medal. You know, that's, that's the expectation they're going to put on themselves. Um, you know, this, the next Olympics is only three years away, mm-hmm. so I'd, I fully expect, uh, you know, both Paddy Mills and Ingalls to be to be part of that, uh, you know, and continue that culture through. And then yeah, and potentially you know, add the, Josh Giddy and Ben Simmons into that too. Absolutely. And then you've got the excitement of, um, you know, what we saw from uh, Matisse Thibault and yeah. Dante Exum and, and the glimpses we got from Josh Green. Yeah. I think the future's looking... Uh, you know, we've got athleticism that um, yeah, I, we've probably never really had. You know that uh, you know with those names that you just talked about there, it's it's really really exciting. Um, you know, a great way for a you know Della Vadova and, and probably a Baines to to, to yep. go out with as well. And um, no, I think the future looks really really bright. But um, you know, it's given a you know people are talking basketball. Yeah, I don't know about uh, about you, but you know everywhere you go around, it's it's people. Yeah, you know, people are talking about you know the boomers and and 
Paddy Mills, and it's uh, it's it's really really exciting, and uh, you know hopefully we can really capitalise on the excitement and joy that brought to just to so many so many households around Australia, and uh, you know we we get this new NBL season underway, and there's a real surge in you know and people following the game, and hopefully it can translate to that. And for people in Adelaide, they should be excited about the Adelaide 36ers team that has been been put together. Before we get to the new arrivals, how important was it to secure that signature of Isaac Humphreys? Oh, hugely important. It's, uh, I got a little bit worried because it was, was taking time, even mm. though, you know, the word out, coming out of the club was, um, you know, they were getting close and, and they, they fully expected to sign him, but until it's done, <laughs> you know, you always get a little bit nervous. Uh, you know, he, he gets a chance now to, to, you know, really get his body right and have a, you know, have a good break in the off season and, and, and to come back. But, you know, you, you have that, you know, you have those twin towers that, uh, you know, worked so well when it was healthy, you know, last year and, uh, yeah, with the new additions, I, I'm I'm super excited. I, I I my expectations is, and I'm sure it is with the clubs is it's it's finals. Yeah. You know, like that's that's that that has to be the you know sort of the minimum start I, w- I would expect for this group that they're putting together. So, um, and that's obviously easier said than done. And uh, you know, it's uh, it didn't happen for us this year, but um, you know, I think that the clubs have a chance to put together, and, and Connor's had the opportunity to put together the roster that, that he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he certainly inherited um, you know some players last year that, that don't look like they'll be continuing. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited. I think we've got um, you know we, we've got a good balance of, of most things, and um, yeah, really excited to see the team uh, hit, hit the floor when whenever that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turns out to be, and I guess that's the other thing. Uh, you know, I would have thought we would have been, you know, locked into a start date, and uh, you, you know, like the, we wouldn't be having all these lockdowns still. But unfortunately, that's the that's the world we live in. Mm. So um, it, it could be another interesting up and down season. But hopefully, yeah. it's uh, hopefully it's not. Hopefully, uh, we can get on top of this thing and um, you know settle in and have a really exciting NBL season. Let's just touch on Mitch McCarron. That signing is massive because he would have been wanted by every single club in the league coming off being the starting point guard for Melbourne United. And, and he, was, he, was a, he would have been a genuine chance on that boomer squad. He wouldn't have been too far off making the final 12 for the Olympics either. Um, how huge was that for, for the Sixers? Oh, it's a, it's a stunning coup. I don't think any of us here... Yeah, you know, we're out, we believe that we're able to pull that off, and it's, it's all credit to you know JVG and and, and Grant and and Connor, and uh, you know to be able to be able to get that. As you said, there, there's a guy that would have any team would love to have have uh, you know to get him here in Adelaide uh, on a three year deal when uh, you know we haven't had a history of being able to get a lot of really top name players over you know over a long period of time. I, I think it's a, an amazing coup and. Uh, you know, he's just a guy that does everything well. You know, there's, he, he doesn't have a weakness in his game. He, he just, you know, he can defend as well as anyone. He's, you know, he, I expect him to take on a, you know, probably play more minutes um, than, than what he did with United and, and you know, and, 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 and probably look to score a little bit more. And uh, I think it's um, it, it's super exciting. It's, um, as I said, it's a, it's a great testament to the 36ers um, that they, they can start, 
you know, being able to attract, um, you know, some of this super talent that we're seeing at the moment. Yeah, and he's not the only one either. So we've already got two imports locked in with Todd Withers and Dusty Hannes on board. Um, Tad, Tad Delfelmeyer, who was a development player up in Cairns last season and got a lot of opportunity, and, and I think he's somebody that can play really quality NBL minutes. Mojave King, he still has an NBA ceiling, and if he can have a similar season to what Josh Giddy did, then we're in for a pretty exciting time with him this NBL season. We've got Manny Malu, who's on board as well. Um, pretty exciting group that's been put together. It really is, and it's uh, and it's a good uh, good blend of youth and experience, and um, you know there's there's good athleticism there. It's uh, you know there's some, some wise heads we we've, we've addressed. Um, you know perimeter shooting. There's, there's some great shooters in this team now. It's um, it is. It's it's you know you don't you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself uh, when they haven't even uh, stepped on the floor for a training session <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah. But uh, but it is. It's exciting, and uh, you, you know I think. Um, I think the fans are in for a, for a treat. I think we'll put a really uh, yeah, entertaining product on the floor this year and uh, one that I'm certain will, will turn into uh, a, a lot more wins than last year. Yeah, absolutely. And and over the next coming coming weeks, we'll catch up with all of these new arrivals and, and find out a bit more about how they're looking forward to coming to Adelaide. The first one is Mitch McCarran, who we're about to speak to. Scott, what are you, what are you most looking forward to finding out about him when we get him on, on the line? I don't know a lot about him to be honest. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I've, I've watched him and admired him as a as a player for, for you know a number of years. He's got a you know really cool head on his shoulders. He he, he makes the big play. Nothing seems to phase him. Um, yeah, just to, just to find out a little bit about him and um, you know his journey and uh, you know how it ended up uh, finding him in in, in Adelaide. Uh, um, yeah, just just. Just, just to find out a little bit more about him. I'm, I'm sure we'll during the season we'll speak to him on a number of occasions. And uh, you know, Brett and I are looking forward to, to whipping these guys into shape <laughs> and getting them out to school clinics and holiday camps and all those other things that they love. But um, no, just just looking forward to finding out a bit more about his journey. Fantastic. All right, let's get to Mitch McCarran here on Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. <laughs> okay, back here on Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis and. Really excited for this show, Scott. It's it's a pretty big signing anytime you can sign a superstar from the championship winning team from the previous season. And Mitch McCarron being on board of the 36ers was a big boost to this offseason and big boost to our show. Mitch, thanks very much for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Where do we find you right now, Mitch? Are you avoiding any sort of a lockdown or or what part of the country are you in and, and what situation are you finding yourself in? Um, I'm currently in uh, Brisbane. Um, came back up here for the, after the after the season ended last last year, and um, yeah, I've just been hanging out with my family and playing for the North Side Wizards in the NBL One North up here. Unfortunately, we had a lockdown last week, which lasted about seven days. Um, so it's good to be back out of that. But yeah, hoping that uh, that stops happening. Scott. How excited were you when you found out the 36 ers signed Mitch McCarron? Oh, it's a, it's a look, Chris. It was a, a major coup for the club. You know, getting a you know championship uh, starting point guard from the uh, uh, you know obviously the best team in the country, and uh, I think I've been you know really excited with what the club's putting together so far, and, and obviously Mitch is a huge part of that. So uh, we, we certainly look forward to getting him here to Adelaide, although it's. Uh, 
it's pissing down with rain today, so it's not probably the nicest day to be here. But um, no, we 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 are very excited, and I guess that that's probably probably my first question I wanted to speak to Mitch about. Uh, must have been an incredibly hard decision leaving a you know a team that you've just won a championship with, and uh, you, you know signing with the thirty sixers. Can you just give us a bit of information about how that all came about? Yeah, um, it, it you know it was a hard decision in the end. Um, like you said, you know, you, you win a championship, and it was my first one in the NBL. So um, you know, the emotions were, were running high, and um, the crazy thing about the the way that the season worked last year, you know, it obviously got pushed back so much. We're into you know we're playing uh, the grand final series in late June. Um, which, you know, I've never really done before with this league. So um, that meant that free agency started two days after our grand final series finished. And that was, you know, that was the three-game series. So it just felt like everything was super rushed. And usually you have a kind of month or a few weeks at least to get your head around things and celebrate with your team and, and kind of, you know, say goodbye to everyone properly and everything like that. Um, and unfortunately, it's just not the way it was. Um, with free agency opening, guys had to make decisions and, and figure out what they're doing in their careers because, um, you know, in a, in a matter of months, you're going to be restarting preseason. Um, so, yeah, it was really hard to say goodbye to a lot of people there. There's a lot of great people in that club, but um, I'm just really excited about what Adelaide um, are building. And as you mentioned before, the, the roster and, and the vision that they put together, um, I'm, I'm really excited about the future. It's uh, it's funny, I did exactly the same thing as you did, uh, left a left the Melbourne team after winning a championship and, and came back to Adelaide on a three-year deal. Unfortunately, I did it the year you were born, so it's <laughs> going back a few years ago now, back in back in 92. But, um, yeah, look, I, I guess, um, you know, these things do come together fairly quickly. What's what's your expectations? Have you had much of, much of a chat with uh, Connor about, uh, you know, a similar sort of role that you've played with Melbourne or uh, is that, that yet to be sort of decided, I suppose? Yeah, I think uh, I envision myself playing a fairly similar role. Uh, you know, from our discussions with um, you know, Jeff and, and Connor, I think it's going to be similar. Um, obviously, um, we're still finalising the roster, and, and our roster is going to look very different to, to what United did last year. Um, so, you know, that that might require me to play a little bit more aggressively um, on the offensive end and, and look for my own a little bit more, or. Um, I might take different, you know, defensive assignments to what I did in, in the United team, just depending on matchups um, as well. So all of that could, could drastically change depending on who we get and is everyone healthy and, and what system are we running, which we won't figure out until we meet as a team and get on floor and, and have a look at how we gel. So I'm pretty open. Um, you know, I love trying to be as versatile as I possibly can be. And, and yeah, I think it's going to be a fun preseason working all that out. And when do you uh, when do you arrive in Adelaide? Well, I guess that's probably up here at the moment. But uh, in a perfect world, when uh, when do you get here and start uh, start preseason and get settled in? Yeah, I, I'd love to be there um, as soon as possible. Obviously, my plan was to finish the NBL One North up here um, and then head straight over. Um, but uh, with NBL One North, you know, possibly being suspended and and, and possibly being cancelled, depending on how things turn out here and, and what possible Queensland decide to do with the league kind of changes things for me. Um, I'd love to get down there and get going and get around the guys, but um, there's also the, the matter of, you know, border entry rules and what that would mean for me um, in terms of possibly a, a home ISO, which I'd like to avoid if possible. So, um, yeah, just got to dance around um, with the rules at the moment. It's a, it's a three-year deal, as we mentioned, with the 36ers, I believe. 
Um, at, uh, you know, you've done a couple of stints overseas in, in Spain and Slovenia. At 29, you know, what if you could look into your crystal ball, do you, do you have aspirations to head over to Europe again or just happy to sort of settle down in, in Ado for a few years? Um, have you had much time to think about that? Yeah, I think, um, look, it's an incredible opportunity came up and, um, you know, my wife and I are, are pretty happy to, to, you know, have explored that. But at the same time, you know, the, the discussion with Adelaide was, was really about a commitment from, from both sides of things and, um, you know, they were willing to commit to me and um, I'm, I'm willing to commit to them for the three years as well. So I have absolutely no plans in terms of leaving. Um, you know, I really want to, try and get a championship, if not a couple, um, in Adelaide. And, and that's the goal, of course, to, to win and as soon as possible. So, um, yeah, I'm really just invested in, in doing everything that I can to help Adelaide win. And what happens after that happens after that. And just to, just to ch- just change tack a little bit, uh, at newish, newish dad, uh, baby Oslo, uh, how's, yep. uh, how's fatherhood uh, treating you? Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been pretty wild. Uh, it is the <laughs> best thing in the world. Um, it's amazing, um, but yeah, it got just completely thrown, you know, especially as professional athletes, you know, you just, you're so used to controlling your own routine and controlling your own schedule. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a massive plan ahead guy and, and I like to organize everything in my week and, and know what's going on. And fortunately, like Oslo is really, really good. Um, he sleeps, he sleeps pretty well and he's a pretty happy baby, but he also, you know, if you chuck the tantrum and what you need to do doesn't matter anymore. So, um, you know, that's just a massive change for me, but I'm enjoying it. Going back a couple of months, Mitch, to when you did win that championship, it was obviously a strange feeling because we didn't get to experience, I guess, a, a normal crowd-type atmosphere and, and all of that like you would have hoped. But when you dream of winning a championship, did it did it stack up to everything you hoped it would? Yeah, it was a funny feeling. Um it was in part like a, you know, short answer. Yes. I mean, it, you know, the, the year just <laughs> felt so long, um, going back to when, you know, that season technically or preseason, I should mm. say technically started for us, um, in Melbourne, it was, you know, there, it was, it was pretty rough for us. You know, we, we didn't make excuses and everyone has different situations, but you know, uh, a lot of the team were really sick at one point. Um, and you know, we, we couldn't get everyone together for a while there and, um, we kind of had people screwing out because of the, the border rules and restrictions and it's going to be similar this year. But um, we just put massive efforts into coming together and I don't know how many Zoom meetings we had. Um, you know, people just yeah, got very sick of seeing each other's faces on Zoom. But, um, you know, we put in the work as a club and as a team, you know, to really come together and, and create some goals that we want to get back to. So even though the season was extra long and it was tiring and, um, you know, there was lots of injuries and that was hard to deal with, I think when, when it was all said and done and we won it, it was it was also a bit of relief in a way, um, a bit of justification for all the efforts and the sacrifices that people made. And, you know, obviously everyone was extremely happy, but it was also just like, you know, everyone's looking at each other kind of being like, yeah, that was worth it. Um, you know, I'm glad we did it. So it, it was cool. And you've been uh, you've been part of the Boomers program, Mitch, for, for a few years now. Uh, obviously there was the, the huge excitement over the team winning uh, – Winning the bronze medal, how as, as somebody missed out on the final cut, I'm interested in your your emotions watching that. Was there you know, disappointment? Were you just so excited? I, I'm I'm just interested in how how you you found that with uh, you know missing out on the final team. Yeah, I mean, look, I, honestly, I, I'm envious. I, I wish I was with that group. Um, you know, it was 
special. I think everyone knew that the group had a chance to medal, and um, you know they'll still have a little bit of a, a disappointment this year about even getting a, a gold or silver. But um, to get their first medal in program history is just incredible. Um, I had a few people text me kind of singularly like, oh, "Are you watching? Or are you not watching?" Um, <laughs> Oh, no, I'm, I'm super happy for the program. Um, you know, you hear all the all the greats talking about how proud they are to be a part of it in the past and, and all the little contributions throughout the whole thing. Um, you know, so I'm extremely happy for the program and, and I'm just jealous I wasn't a part of it, hopefully part of the next one. Yeah, I missed out on the World Championship team uh, back in 94 that I certainly felt that I should have made and... Uh, I'm not sure I was as gracious as you were. I was. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know that I was hoping that they were going to be successful, but uh, <laughs> no, it's. Uh, it, it was obviously it was just such an incredible. Uh, you know, to see the emotions of you know, you know Patty Mills and, and Joe Ingalls, who's one of ours, obviously uh, here from Adelaide was was super exciting, and uh, I've, I've got no doubt that you'll you'll be a big part of that uh, uh, going forward. That would be amazing. Let's hope so. A long way away now, but uh, yeah, lots of work to do. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot of other tournaments the Boomers play in that you can be part of. At the international level, do you see yourself continuing that point guard role or potentially do you have to play a different role when you play with the Boomers? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I think with national team, you've always got to have the mindset, uh, or at least for me, um, that you know, you do what the team requires, um, and if they need a, a three man um, that comes off the bench with energy and runs to the corner and waits his turn, then that's what I'll do because you know that's what you do to, to play for your country, and um, that's what it's all about. So you know, that's my mindset moving forward. I certainly don't have an agenda going into a, a national team selection. I would just be happy to make it. Um, whereas in at you know the professional level, I, I have to create a pathway and an identity for myself and. And that was, you know, becoming a point guard and, and kind of being that point guard that I was, you know, thought I, I could be and, and wanted to be. So I think they're two kind of separate things there. And, and I, I would like to play point guard for the national team. I, I think I can, but um, if they need me on the wing, then, then that's what I'll do. I'm fascinated to learn a bit more about that. I think I, I mentioned it to you post-game after one of your games late in the regular regular season, but... The change in your game has been has been remarkable. If you have a look at the way you started up in Kansan, and really you spent a lot of time playing as an undersized four man at times and a three man, and you dominated on the boards, and you were a huge rebounder on that Taipans team, and and now all of a sudden you're a, you're a starting point guard on a championship winning team, and and the transformation has been remarkable. How were you able to do that, and did you always see yourself as wanting to become that point guard? Um, yeah, I, the plan was always <laughs> to play point guard. I, I think um, growing up, I played point guard in juniors. Um, I loved it. I was always past first. Um, and I think when I got to college, I, I had to score more because it's what the team required. And um, we had some small, um, you know, quick guards that we used at the one and the two. I was kind of put into the three until my senior year uh, where I played majority point guard. Um, but then, like, it just... My plan wasn't <laughs> with Cairns. The plan wasn't really to play three. Um, mm. It was kind of the back, to back up Glidden as a two yep. um, to, to learn from Cam and then to kind of move to the one when we needed some spot minutes, um, you know, work together with Jared Weeks and that bench unit to kind of play the one-two together. Um, but just ha- how it happened was, you know, imports get injured and imports get let go and um, it was unfortunate for them and we needed someone to step up and play two plus minutes in a three and I wasn't going to say no to minutes. So, um, you know, that, I, I tried to grab that with both hands. 
So, but then I came to Melbourne and the exact same thing happened. Um, you know, we had an injury and I think we got DJ Kennedy and mm. we ended up using him at the four. Um, and so it just, you know, I, I got put in the three again. And um, again, I was happy to do it, you know, whatever we need to do to win. Um, and moving forward the next year, we, we signed Casey Presser and the intention was for me to play more one again and, and kind of work together with Mello in that role. Um, and then Casey went down and <laughs> there was minutes at the three again. It's kind of just been the story of yeah. the NBL. So, yeah. <laughs> but but it is that point guard right. role that you want to hopefully, hopefully do more and more of moving forward. That's what you'd like to lock down? Yeah, 100%. I, I think that's my best role. Um, you know, it's where I'm most aggressive. It, it's where I'm most creative. It, it's where I'm happiest. And it's not it's not so much like a... You know, I want the ball in my hand all the time. I want to control everything and, and tell people what to do. I mean, yes, that is part of the role, I suppose. But it's more about, for me, just having fun and creating for others and um, having a chance to have an impact on the game on the offensive end and be a bit loose with it. Um, you know, as a player, that, that needs to kind of be me. i found as I get older that, you know, you need to be loose and you need to be willing to take some risks and, and make some mistakes to to find success as well. So, um, you know, the point guard kind of gives you just more opportunity to do that. And, and yeah, it worked well last year and we found a good chemistry. So hoping to do the same again this year. Now, Chris, I, um, I tried to dig up some dirt on Mitch, but it, uh, it was just about, just about impossible. I uh, spoke to, uh, his, uh, former assistant coach, uh, Justin Shula, who's a, who's a good Adelaide boy as well. And, uh, he, he said he's one of the best guys that he's ever coached mm. and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the only, the only, only thing I got out of him, he said he does have his grumpy days, which he <laughs> finds were quite, were quite funny. Do you, can you expand on that a bit, Mitch? Or? Um, yeah, I get pretty... Um, I get uh, a bit frustrated. I think when I was younger, I used to get frustrated myself a bit. You know, I had this you know, perfectionist outlook and kind of what I was talking about before. Um, you know, with, with the point guard thing, you know, there was, there was a point there in, in when I was younger or even coming out of college perhaps where I had such this like, no, 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 I need to be good all the time, 100% of the time, you know, don't make mistakes, but just make plays. Um, and it's just not realistic. Um, and so I'd have these days where I'd just get really grumpy and really angry at myself and it wasn't even anyone else. I'd just get really grumpy because I was frustrated with how I was playing or how I was performing. Um, and as you guys know, that doesn't necessarily mean it quickly turns around to positive stuff either. So um, those days are lessening. Um, as I get older, you know, I'm realizing that positive things are better. And I've always been a, an optimistic guy. Um, I think I just have days sometimes where I'm frustrated with how we're playing as a team or how I'm playing, um, you know, what I'm doing to impact that. And if I'm not having a good impact, I get a bit grumpy. But um, those days are gone. <laughs> <laughs> good to hear, mate. Well, I, I, I know from... From my point of view, it's uh, yeah, we're, we're super excited to get you here and, and and see what this what this team can can do. It's uh, it's coming together really really nicely. It's uh, it's exciting. It's uh, yeah, we haven't always been able to attract you know super top talent from interstate, and it, it's great to see that happening. So we uh, we hope that everything settles down uh, around the country, and, and you can get here with your family and, and settle in and start playing some good basketball. Thank you. I'm super excited about. It. It's going to be fun. The other thing I wanted to touch on, Mitch, I guess the big question about this Adelaide team was replacing Josh Giddy as point guard, and the fact that they were able to sign you virtually allows everybody else to then 
not have to, I guess, play out of position and play point guard. And you got you got the two imports coming in that can then play the, play their role. Sunday gets to settle into that into that two spot, and and then the front court with with Isaac and DJ, um, it looks pretty exci- ex- exciting. Um, you got the the talents of Mojave King as well. Uh, what what are you most excited about in terms of your your new new teammates? Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a fun group of guys to, to play with, and it's also going to be a fun group of guys to watch. Mm. Um, you know, the, the way that the roster's um, kind of being put together, and I think this was the plan, um, you know, by management and, and the club and everything like that, to put together a team that's exciting to watch, that, that builds an identity with not just the fans, but around the league and, and how we play each and every night and what you'd expect when you're watching Adelaide's team. And, um, you know, that's something that they perhaps... Know, lost in the last few years, it's, it's something that they've been trying to find and trying to. And it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, you guys know it. You know, you've got guys coming in and out, and, and it's difficult. Um, but you know, I think this roster already is starting to build a look, and um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I got big shoes to fill with Jeff, so we'll see how we go with that. But um, no, it'll be it'll be good good fun to build that. Now, there's a lot of former greats in Adelaide um, that are still around the club. Obviously, two of them are, are Scott Ninnis and Brett Maher. Is there one of those two that you're most looking forward to trying to pick their brains once you get there? Yeah, I, I'd like to um, go back and, and, and have a chat to a lot of different people um, and, and just see their thoughts. And, um, you know, the, the Adelaide history is rich. Um, with, with fans and even when you know as an opposing team you come to games and you're like hey I know that guy I know that guy I know that guy so um, you know it's cool to see that it's cool to see that they want to still be involved and, and still want to, to help the club and, and support the club and I think that is um, a cool thing that we have here in Australia that is that pride where you know people do put back into their club and, and, and are proud to say you know I played for them and I still want to support them so um, definitely want to lean on, on a few of the, the older guys that um, helped the club be successful in the first place. That's easy for him to say now, Chris, but after, <laughs> after we break, after we drag him out to school clinics and holiday basketball camps, he'll, uh, he'll, be, he'll, be, he'll be sick to death of Brett and myself. But, uh, <laughs> uh, look, it, uh, it, it is, as I said, it's, it's really exciting to get you here and, um, uh, yeah, we look forward to what, uh, what these next few years, uh, because it has been a long time between drinks, mate, so, uh, 2001-2002 was their last championship. It's, uh, it's time to get uh, get that ball rolling again. I agree. Well, we look forward to it. Um, and we, we're really happy for you to join us here on the on the show as well. Um, Mitch, hopefully you get to Adelaide pretty soon, get stuck into the preseason, and, and hopefully the plans are by sort of early October we can get up and running and we can see you out on the court in a, in a 36th uniform. Thanks very much for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Can't wait to get down there. Okay, a big thank you to Mitch McCarran for joining us here on Sixes Fix with Scott Ninnis. I trust you all enjoyed getting to know a little bit more about the new Adelaide 36ers signing for the upcoming 2021-22 NBL season. Plenty of excitement around the 36ers, and we'll keep bringing you... The voices of the new faces here on Sixers Fix as we build up to the start of the season, which we do expect to happen in October. So stay tuned and we'll be back next week and we'll have a chat to a couple of more new faces, including Tad Duffelmeyer, who has signed on having come over from the Cairns Taipans and also getting his first chance in the NBL will be Manny Malu. So very excited to hear from those couple of couple of people and... And looking forward to Scott helping to pick their brains as well. Um, 
Just a little bit of housekeeping to wrap up our show this week. Obviously, last season we were we were delighted to team up with Sports Card World, the 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 standout card store in Australia. There's no doubt about it. It's in the it's in it's in the Rundle Mall. You can find it in the Region Arcade, or of course, check it out at sportscardworld.com.au or check out their social media pages as well. Matt and his team are doing a fantastic job and we're delighted to be partnering up with them and we were delighted to be able to give away a special prize courtesy of them for our questions that our listeners sent in to Connor Henry on our Ask the Coach and just a little bit of housekeeping. If you haven't received your prize yet, get in touch with us at Sixers Fix on social media and I'll, I'll make sure we get that sorted for you because we do want to make sure that you get the prizes that you that you earned. So if you haven't received it yet, get in touch. And also, thanks to Premium Wine Tours, obviously Daniel Johnson was the MVP winner from our show here at Sixers Fix and he won the major prize of a of a wine tour for four with Premium Wine Tours, which I guess once our, once our life starts to get it back to normal a little bit, he'll be able to cash in on. But also, of course, one of our listeners was going to win that prize, and they still will. So, so far, we've received some, some, some nice, very nice and hard-to-say-no-to submissions of why you should win that prize, which is a, a Premium Wine Tours tour for four with Scott. Um, now, this is your last chance. On next week's show, we'll announce the winner. Scott will pick out who has made the, the strongest case to win that prize and, and we'll announce the winner. So if you haven't sent in why you should win that major prize, thanks to Premium Wine Tours, get in touch with us between now and early next week and you might still be a chance to to win over Scott's heart. So give that a chance. But overall, I hope you've enjoyed this this sh- this first show back in the off-season as we build up to the season. Thank you to Mitch McCarran for joining us. And of course, as always, thank you to All-Star Photos and Kelly Barnes for his support here of Sixers Fix. Head to allstarphotos.com.au for more. Um, and of course, we were very delighted to to welcome on board this this past season another major, major partner, Australian Motors Mitsubishi. And we look forward to teaming up with them again for this upcoming season. And, of course, as I've mentioned, Sports Card World and also Premium Wine Tours. We couldn't do this this show here at Sixers Fix without their support. Thank you to the Adelaide 36ers as well for allowing us to be the club's podcast. On behalf of Scott Ninnis, I'm Chris Pike, and we'll do it all again next week.